0: Do you often struggle to find out if the Lord is trying to relay a spiritual message to you? If the answer is yes, then this Bible study message is for you. Welcome to Spiritual Lessons. Grab your Bible apps and your notebook as you listen to today's sermon podcast. And now, here is your Christian podcaster, Antonio Price. Let us look at Numbers chapter 10, and I want to read verses 1 through 6. I'll be reading from the New King James Version, but with either translation you have, please know that it is inspired. (laughs) It is still the Word of God. I'll begin reading at verse number 1. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Make two silver trumpets for yourself. You shall make them of hammer work. You shall use them for calling the congregation and for directing the movement of the camps when they blow both of them, all the congregation shall gather before you at the door of the tabernacle of meeting. But if they blow only one, then the leaders, the heads of the divisions of Israel shall gather to you when you sound the advance. The camps that lie on the east side shall then begin their journey. Verse number six, when you sound the advance the second time. Then the camps that lie on the south side shall begin their journey. They shall sound the call for them to begin their journeys. Pray with me. God, we are so grateful to be in your presence, yet alive, yet breathing. Even when we come to you in prayer, asking you for so much it takes breath from our lungs. It is acknowledgement that our heart is beating. Blood is flowing through our veins. That we are yet alive to even ask you such anything on this earth. We have life. What more can we even ask you for? God, I'm grateful that even in the midst field of fighting a pandemic, fighting crisis, fighting racism, fighting Acts of hatred, God, you are remorsely giving your word for us to be sustained by. You are providing for us daily. You are keeping us firm and you're keeping us steady. Let us all acknowledge that. May we also acknowledge as we go through yet another holiday celebration, as we approach the Christmas celebration and the singing, the giving of gifts. That we yet pause and give the Father thanks for the gift of the Son. And for the gift of salvation wrapped in a human flesh. Thank you for Jesus. Now bless this time God. If you would. As you have done before. Give me the strength. Give me the interpretation of knowledge and gift of preaching. And teaching. In this moment. I praise your holy name. In Jesus precious name, I pray. Amen. We are going to be learning some spiritual lessons directly found in the book of Numbers. As we look at today's chapter, I want to specifically bring to your hearing and simply give you an observation of one primary lesson that the Lord was trying to teach Israel found in Numbers chapter 10. Let's take a look at these verses that I have just read for you. Numbers chapter 10 beginning with verse number 1 through verse number 3 we are dropped into the midst of a conversation that the Lord is having with his servant by the name of Moses. Many of you have heard me teach on the exodus of Moses out of Egypt land. If you have not listened to the podcast episode titled The Issue of Slavery, I beg your hearing, (laughs) and I ask you to go back through my catalog and listen to that episode. For it is that book and that chapter of Exodus chapter 3 that actually gives us the foundation for the verse and chapter that we're reading here. Chapter 10 picks us up in the midst of the conversation with Moses and the Lord. Israel has already been freed from the grip and the hand of Pharaoh, who enslaved the children of Israel for over 400 years. They are gone out of Egypt now, and they are headed towards what was called the Promised Land. They have left Egypt. They even had a miracle experience where they left Egypt. And as they fled through the wilderness into a route that would lead them to the promised land, which was Canaan land, they had to cross what was called a Red Sea, a huge body of non shallow water. And that miracle story tells us that they were able to cross the sea because God let the waters depart and allowed them to pass through the body of the water, the body of the sea, if you would, and allowed them to go through walking on the dry part of the land with no water touching them. But then when Pharaoh and his army tried to come after them and chase them down, the Lord allowed the waters to recombine and reconnect. And it literally, it literally drowned Pharaoh and his army. So they were able to make it through the Red Sea and escape Pharaoh and his armies and the threats that he posed against them. The Lord defeated Pharaoh and his army. But they began to then venture on through the next part of the wilderness and the dry land. They came to a portion of their journey where they became a little bit tired and they needed to take a break from all of their walking around. And here in verse number 10, this is where we see the Lord taking a little bit of time to speak to. The persons that were in the midst of this journey, the Lord is taking time to now speak to this tired and restless group of children of Israelites, and the Lord tells Moses, I need to get their attention. (laughs) Listen at the language in verse number one. The Lord spoke to Moses saying, make two silver trumpets for yourself. You shall make them of hammer work. You shall use them, listen at this, for calling the congregation and for directing the movement of camps. When we look at verse number one, and we see that the Lord was telling Moses to construct a trumpet. Now, before you try to get too deep and and try to do a word search on the word trumpet, trumpet itself, <laughs> you you're definitely going to get a lot of different uh definitions. Yes, a trumpet is a instrument that was used pretty much during festivals. Uh, it's a part of the horn instrument family. <laughs> Those of you that know your music history, and and you will pretty much have a good vivid picture of what a horn looks like. Uh, Those of you that have ever been to a concert or if you listen to any instrumental on your Spotify playlist, you have definitely heard the sound of a horn. (laughs) You're familiar with that. I, I would encourage you: don't stress yourself to go too uh, theologically uh, profound, and don't try to get too deep into researching what a horn is. <laughs> you you know what a horn is, and you you know what a horn does. It's a loud a uh, uh, loud horn. It's a loud brass instrument. But in this text, the purpose of the horn is exactly what the text says to you. And I verbatimly. In this text, the Lord told Moses, use the horn as a method of communication to my people. (laughs) He says here, I want you to use this horn for the calling of the congregation and for the directing of the movement of the camps. Now, what you need to do as you read throughout these next verses. You need to picture in your mind not so much of the horn, but vivid a picture of what it would have been like for Israel to be tired from marching past the Red Sea, past some other desert parts. They're in the middle of this wilderness uh, place, this remote place, and they're tired and they're hungry and they're sleepy. Picture them now having a good moment. To basically sit down and rest. And the way that they would rest is that they would take all of their tents and they would group themselves off to different parts of the remote place where they could find some rest. So, for example, this portion or this particular area was a wilderness that was very close to the valley pathway, which was connected to the route of Mount Sinai. So basically, it's a valley. It's a dirty road. It's it's not any hotels nearby. Uh, there were no uh, type of houses, no community. This was a strictly vivid desert area. And so because there were thousands of women, men, and children, they had to pretty much not be all in one little circle. They would spread themselves out. Somebody would find shade maybe close to another part of the cactus or someone would sleep close to another part of some uh, awkward oak tree uh, or some barren tree out there in the desert. They were scattered out. And there was the tabernacle of meeting, which was pretty much a tent that was in housing the presence of God. You heard about the tabernacle of meeting also referred to as the um, tabernacle of Moses which was pretty much the holy of holies it was a a tent that they would carry with them every part of the journey because the lord instructed them way back when they left egypt to take his presence with them and to wherever they would stop they would also take the tent that housed the altar and the holy of holy and all of the other elements of worship, they would take it and they would also put it down as a tent and would keep it safe and secure because when the Lord was ready to talk to them or the Lord would have the elders of the congregation, which was the group of travelers, whenever the Lord would want to speak to the elders, he would tell them to come to this tent of meeting, come to the tabernacle. So they're scattered. They're all camped out. And the tabernacle, which was the tent, was also in their midst. But what it was is that Moses would have needed for not just one or two persons to know that God is trying to get their attention. No, 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 no. When God wanted to talk, he wanted everybody listening. (laughs) So the Lord told Moses, I need you to use this trumpet and I need you to sound the trumpet so that not just one person or not just the children, the babies need to hear it. I need everybody that's in this camp. I need them to know that I need their attention because I'm ready to talk to them. That's what the first purpose was when it tells us in the text that the Lord told Moses use this for the calling of the congregation of Israel. In other words, he was saying to them, I need you to get their attention. I I, I need every person to be actively listening to me <laughs> and a horn or this trumpet would do that job. It would do a great job at getting their attention because m- imagine you being way about 50 meters away from Moses. You you over there on the shady side of the mountain and you sleeping in your tent. You, you nowhere near Moses. But all of a sudden in the midst of your sleepiness, you begin to hear this brass sound of a horn sounding out for the mountain. That's what that horn would have done. It would have alerted them. It would have interrupted their gathering. Uh, even if folk was not sleeping, if if somebody was having a little conversation on the other side of the uh, the opposite side of the mountain, it would stop and disrupt their conversation. <laughs> if the children were playing around somewhere near some of the trees and, and throwing rocks at each other and, and they were far away from Moses, they would have heard this sound this this horn and and it would have grasped their attention it would have been a sounding of an alarm for them to gather together and to get together and to hear the word of the lord now, i want to ask this question unto you today are you making it a point in your life to pause and to Actively listen to the word of the Lord. Is there a moment in your life where you are allowing God to interrupt your planning and your partying and and your conversations with your friends? Do, do, do God have permission? to just step right in the midst of what you're doing the the week that you have planned to be uh, at work and then running to your kids games and and then hanging out on a zoom call does god have permission to interrupt i wonder even if, if you are not gathering at a local church today are you still giving god some time in the midst of the seven day week to say lord no matter what i'm doing no matter where i am you can still talk to me. (laughs) Is it a moment? Is there a way for God to still grasp and actively get your attention? That is what God was doing and what he was teaching the children of Israel through the instructions of telling Moses to sound this trumpet. He wanted Israel to realize that I do not care where you are. I do not care how busy you may be. I don't care what kind of agenda you have planned for yourself and for your particular days. While you are on this journey, you need to be actively, attentively, and ready to hear my voice at any given time. And so now, as the children of Israel, were hearing the sound of the alarm it would have been clear to them that they need to rush towards Moses and as the lord had even told Moses you tell them to meet you in front of the tent of meeting they would have followed the sound of the trumpet and would have come close to where Moses was giving their full attention to hear what Moses had to say and thusly by them gathering at the tent and then listening unto Moses, they would have also been listening ultimately to what the word of the Lord was through the words of Moses. They, they would have heard what thus said the Lord. Now, as we look at these next verses, we're going to see what it was, what type of message that the Lord had, For the children of Israel. Look down at verse number five and six. Verse five says, when you sound the advance. The camps that lie on the east side. Listen at this. Shall then begin their journey. That's verse number five. Look at verse number six. When you sound the advance the second time. Then the camps. That lie on the south side. Shall begin their journey. The key phrase that I need you to highlight within your Bible apps. Or those of you that are taking notes manually, I need you to 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 make a a underlining marker in your Bibles and write this down on your notepad. The key phrase in both verse five and six is where the Lord explains to Moses what will happen after he sounds the alarm. And I'm using the term alarm, but the sounding of the trumpet, when you look at it in the New King James translation, the word here is being used advance. And that word advance can be translated to mean the same as an alarm. It's it's a sound that would cause a person to move. You can think of this also in the uh, translation or in the vivid picture of a military uh militaries will train the soldiers that when you hear a cadence or when you hear a command you're supposed to make a certain move he says when you sound it the first time it's going to signal the camps on the east side to begin their journey (laughs) when you sound it a second time it's going to sound so loud that it's going to reach now those on the south side to begin their journey. The key phrase that I need you to highlight or write down is begin their journey. Beginning their journey is simply that. It means simply that. It's a command that would say get up and move on. <laughs> the Lord did not want them to recline and relax any further. And it was not that the Lord was being mean to the children of Israel. It's not that the Lord was being uh, uh, non-sympathetic to their feelings or their emotion, but rather the Lord was trying to be the God that was guiding them to the promised land. He did not want them lingering and lying around in a place that was not permanently designed for them. Oh God. What I'm trying to get you to understand here is that Israel were on their journey, but they somehow stopped to take a break, which is humanly so impossible and understandable. But God is teaching them this spiritual lesson that you will be allowed some moments to rest and relax on this journey. But I do not want my people to steady and stay permanently in places. I need my people to be actively ready to get up and get ready to move on. And that was the first spiritual lesson that the Lord was teaching Israel. how it's going to be times and moments in their lives where the Lord was going to require them to move on. Why? Why Why would they need to move on? Well, very simply, because if they were still in the wilderness part of the outside area of Egypt, but the promised land was a physical land that was called Canaan. Physically, they were not Anywhere close to the place that God had called them to be. <laughs> you see, physically, God wanted them to get up and start moving so that they can get close to the promised land. That, that's what he was doing by saying, begin your journey. He mean, get up and start moving again. But he's doing this physically. And it's a physical movement that was going to be motivated by a spiritual lesson. <laughs> the Lord was also teaching them spiritually how they would learn to be a people moving on. <laughs> That's what the content of moving on was all about. It's, it's the fact that they have got to learn how to trust God and to follow God to be their God. You have just listened to part one of the newest podcast series, Spiritual Lessons. Don't forget to follow the Price Podcast on social media. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and on Facebook. Please stay tuned for the next episode, and thank you for listening.